the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Paper Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason, on this Friday, the 22nd day of December. Uh, I think we've officially approached the don't go out there unless you have to phase of the holiday season. Uh, Hopefully uh, you got that Christmas shopping done uh, so you don't have to go out and and battle all the people uh, at the last minute. But don't worry, Uh, Walmart, they want to help you. They want to help you go into debt. You can buy now and pay later, even at the the self checkout. Uh, I don't mean to laugh. This is this is how bad it's gotten. You know, it used to be hey, you, you borrowed money for big stuff. You know, uh, maybe uh, hey, we're going to buy some furniture. It's a big purchase. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe you wanted to go see loved ones, and you're like, you know, gosh, have you checked out the price of you know inflation is going away? Just ask them; they'll tell you. Uh, but going out to to see loved ones. I mean, you, you put it on, on, on the credit card, uh, a vacation. Now it's getting to the point where buying groceries and little things is becoming uh, a huge cottage industry. Uh, th- this shaping up 2024 is going to be super interesting, that is for sure. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It could be anything. It truly can be anything. We could see... A, a horrible crash, right? If the Fed uh, keeps taking money out of the system and they go too far, which is, which is let's face it, that, that's a likely scenario. We could see a receleration of inflation, right? Higher Wall Street prices, really high gold and silver prices. If the Fed stops taking money out of the system too early. Right? If they start cutting rates, if they start if they start believing their own fake headlines. And it could be anything in between eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two gold bumping up against all time record high closing prices today. Allamericangold.com is the website. And again as a reminder We are closed Monday and Tuesday. We will close early today. And by early noon. Noon today. And we'll be back on Wednesday. But don't worry. The shopping cart at allamericangold.com runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, And then remember, the following week, we're going to do the same thing all over again for New Year's. We're going to close Monday and Tuesday. You know, uh, we'll we'll close early. Jason and I, hey, we'll take any day off we can get, uh, even if it's a few extra hours. So get it done. Uh, If you want to order today, 800-951-0592 until noon. 
but but Jason, uh, gold here has been right up to its all-time record close to about 2070. The all-time record close was 2072. Uh, the February contract, I'll say TV gold. Right, TV gold right now uh, already would be a, a record high close. As once again, very conflicting reports. Uh, we had the PCE report. For those of you that don't know, the Fed's favorite inflation gauge. It actually doesn't track inflation, but that's why it's their favorite. It came in lower than expected. But then we had existing, or I'm sorry, new home sales. And this one I thought for sure. I mean, new home sales have been really pretty decent this year. A huge drop, uh, 12% drop month over month. And then they revised, like the last five months, all lower. Uh, big jump in inventory of unsold new homes. And it was a little bit of a shock. I say a little bit because rates fell. So we thought there would be, you know, that pickup there. It was a November number, so it to, to traditionally, I'll get it out, traditionally a little slower time, but very conflicting signals uh, coming out of, of, the, of the reports this week. We didn't get any big, big reports, but still it seems like everyone, okay, this one says it's, it's getting bad. Then this one says, hey, it's getting good. Then it's getting bad. It's getting good. It's getting bad. Everyone's kind of left to believe. Kind of like how we started. This is why we really don't know what to expect next year. Well, yeah, the, the I'll keep going back to the inflation changes the way things work normally. But I'll, I'll say this. Uh, uh, with the housing crash in 08, 09, and 10, uh, I think another reason why this thing hasn't, you know, the bottom hasn't really fallen out, so to speak, is uh, I think there's more people that are more educated and are preparing a little bit, Joe. I think there's a higher percentage of people that are actually got their uh, their their ear to the railroad track, so to speak, and, and trying to make good decisions on the front end. And if, if not everybody's running all at once to the to the exit, then it, it won't it won't happen quite as fast. But here's the thing: yeah, I looking around, I, I see what's going on here in Colorado. I see the small businesses just shuttering up and just it's getting smaller, getting smaller, getting smaller. I see people losing their jobs around here. It's happening, and at some point, though, there will be that breaking point that you'll wish you were financially more set than you are today, and you should be doing that right now, Joe, not not waiting for the whole thing to fall apart. Yeah, and big drops in the south and the west, and that's really the housing market. Uh, when we look, you know, the northeast, the Midwest, uh, pretty uh, much smaller compared to what happens in the south and the west. Uh, but big drops in the south and west, uh, only 590000 on an annualized rate. That was 100000 below what they expected, uh, the lowest going back to November of 2022. So this is the worst number uh, of the year. Uh, but here's the, the funny thing, and I don't think anybody's surprised, uh, the price actually went up. $20,000. Paper Radio News. <laughs> we'll be back after the break. Joe and Jason, Paper Radio News Hour. And if you want to get a feel for what inflation has done, a new home, it, it's such a great example of it. You know, when I was in my 20s, I bought my first home. And I think uh, for my generation, 
that was normal. 20s, maybe late 20s, early 20s, okay, maybe, but mid to late 20s, you've bought in your first home. That's not the case today. Of course, when we bought our first home, it was $135,000. And it was really right at about what they said, hey, the median price. Of a new home, two thousand about one hundred thirty-five thousand. We were we were right there. You know, we weren't in town, but we weren't too far. You know, we we're up in Anthem, wasn't too far away. Of course, at the time, it felt like we were at the end of the world. And I'll, I'll say this: you're not buying a new home for four hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars in Scottsdale. That's not happening. But I guess if you if you you know go out to Buckeye or. Uh, Glendale or, or Surprise, uh, places South Mountain, right? You, you probably can do it. Probably could do it. But the new median price, $435,000. And you got to put money down. Now, it's a new home, so if you got decent enough credit, maybe you can get away with ten. But they want twenty, right? They want almost ninety thousand dollars. Tell me, a twenty-some-year-old got ninety thousand dollars? I think Joey's a great example. By the way, thank all of you that have supported my son. I we appreciate it. I know he does a great job. He works so hard. He's twenty-four. His, his girlfriend. He's bringing his girlfriend home for Christmas. We're, we're like, oh, right, getting a little serious. And he makes. Decent money for a 24-year-old makes decent money. He's nowhere close to buying a home. Right? Even if you put 10% down, $43,000 down. Well, we bought our home. I'm not kidding. We bought our home. We put down $5,000 because you could do that back then. And then they got all crazy and started doing liar loans. I made uh, a, uh, a little over $70,000 a year. And my wife didn't work. That was kind of how we did it. But it could get done. Think about today. I don't know a single person that I would consider kids of my friend group that have bought in a home without mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, helping them. And what do I mean by helping them? Writing a really big check. And think about it. The vast majority of America, mom and dad can't write a really big check. Like They're like, hey, man, we're just barely paying our bills. This is what they've done, and then they want to lie about it. I mean, really, in the last, what, four years, what, what would you say, Jason? Home prices have probably doubled in the last four or five. Doubled. Right? Rents I'd, Yeah, have I'd doubled. say doubled. Yeah, right? I mean, doubled. you know, in my area, I don't know if rents have doubled, but it's close to it. Housing prices doubled for sure. So rents, at least around here, seem to be a little bit slower, that's all. But practically the same. Yeah, and, and again, this is no one's fault. 
They're out there, the, the, and I know, a lot, all these kids, they're lazy. Not really. There's some, I mean, uh, I think like any, any other, they got, there's some out there that are. But by the way, they're out there working. And, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how much money do they have to make to actually be able to do it? I mean, I, I, I don't think anybody could have imagined, well, gosh, you're making $75,000, you should be able to buy a house. That's what, 20, 20 years ago, absolutely, you could buy a house. Today, are your parents going to pay your, you know, your parents going to write a check for 50 grand? Right, right. Grandma and Grandpa going to buy the house and, and let you make payments to them? Because otherwise, I, I don't know the number. Right, and again, now, now we're in that situation. Now you really got to do it, right? Either you've got to make, I don't know, 150, 200,000, or guess what? Your significant other, they better be working full-time as well. And this is kind of the problem now because uh, it, you, you run into that situation now where, at least with, with my example, if we if things got tight, my wife could go get a job. Right? She could go get a job and help out and, and make it happen. Well, if you both already have jobs, what do you do, Jason? Right? What happens? Yeah, usually you just go bankrupt. <laughs> you stop paying bills, the credit card doesn't get paid, and uh, then you start going down the road of, well, what does it look like when you default on bills? You know, what 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 bills are you going to pay and not pay? That's the only place you can go. If you have no savings and you're working to the hilt, there is no alternative. It's it's bankruptcy. It's it's foreclosure or it's a, a non-payment of many major bills, right, Joe? I've seen it. I was a process server. I remember going to a house to serve papers, and there was no power, no electricity, no gas. You know, they have, they have candles on in the house, and I'm serving in papers. I've, I've seen it, Joe. It's, right. you know, hey, we've got to have shelter and food first. This is criminal. Nobody did anything wrong. Our central bank is the one that did this. What do you think it just happened all of a sudden? Right? A three-bedroom, two-bath. 1,600 square foot house is now 450,000 just because? Listen, there's a brand new uh, new home development right down the road from where I live. It's called Talon. It's actually in Phoenix. It's right on the border of Phoenix and Scottsdale. The cheapest house in that place you're talking high eights, low nines. And these are not, right, you're not, you know, posted stamp lots and, and, and you know, it's not marble, marble, marble countertops. And all. It's not that. And you're talking about almost a million bucks. Right, you live uh, down near uh, PV Mall area. They got a development there. That thing's in the mid-sevens. It, I, I just, and again, how did that happen? Who's to blame for that? Some people are like, oh, oh, oh well, that's a great thing. Look, at my house appreciated. Now we're at this point where housing's got to the point where 
Nobody could actually afford a house. I say nobody. Obviously, some people can. But housing, it shouldn't be this way. Right? Essentially, what's happened, think about how many people now. This used to be kind of the measuring stick for the quote-unquote American dream. You had the house, the white picket fence, the kids, the dog, and a couple of cars, right? That, that's, hey, I made it, right? I made it. I own a home. May not be a big home, but I got a home. Got a, a wife, the kids, the dog, the fence. And now what they're telling us, listen, they're telling us. Get ready to rent. Get ready to be a renter. Home ownership is going to be something. You don't need it. You don't need to own your home. You can just rent and just think, you know what, it'll be better for the environment. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get, you can walk to work. You don't need to own a car. And this is, this is something where they're going to try to convince people that, hey, this is normal now. And I, I don't know. I mean, because I don't see, and I haven't seen any signs of home prices going down. Right? Jason, have you seen any sign that home prices are falling? A, a little bit here, There's, but not a lot. A little bit. It's, it's come down a little bit, and the, uh, the, the days to sell have increased tremendously. So there is, it's gone down a little bit, but I. It almost seems temporary, depending on what the Fed does. Things could get even worse, right? Right. right. Well, we'll see. Uh, then today we had the PCE deflator, like the Fed's favorite inflation index that does not track inflation. I don't know how many more times I have to say it. It does not track inflation. According to the Fed, month over month, Headline PCE deflator fell one-tenth of a percent. So, not the increase slowed by a tenth of a percent. No, it fell a tenth of a percent. The first monthly decline going back to April 2020. Now, this would be great if it was true. It would be great. If it was true. Unfortunately, like I said, it doesn't actually track anything that has to do with what you and I pay. Uh, the, the number came in at 2.6% uh, year over year. So again, down again, right? Remember, it was at 3%. Now it's down to 2.6%. The core down to 3.2%. And I believe, I think on drugs, Jason, they put a, you know, a headline in red. Oh, inflation's over. Yes, everybody throw a party. Listen, when the home prices, when a new home goes down to like 250000 then I'll say inflation's over. Until I see, until I see that, Jason, uh, the only thing they're trying to do is kid you that things are, I guess, I will say this. I do agree with this. Prices are going up slower than they were the year before. That's, I guess that's the one thing I could agree with. 
Yeah, you know, I'm just looking at the year-over-year CPI, you know, inflation, and the only year from 2013 to current that's uh, no inflation is 2015. They had a, a year where it was uh, a negative point zero or negative point one to as high as point five. I guess you can call that no inflation, but really every single year, you know, here's the thing: why is two percent so acceptable? I remember how many years you went on the air talking about how two percent is destructive. And now we're here. 2% creates what we got now. Right, Joe? 2% for year after year after year creates this eventually. And they had to change all the calculations to get to those. Right. Like Jason said, when you when you look at the – after the financial crash, they, they said there was like 10 straight years where, man, we just can't get inflation to 2%. We can just get it there. Things would be so much better. <laughs> well, guess what? They got it there. They got it there. And and now we're going to see what happens after. But here's something else that's confusing. The Salvation Army. You know, the the, the bell in the red bucket. Uh, they put out a big thing, a big ad in the USA Today. Donations are down. They're down double digits. Not People aren't putting enough money into the little red buckets, and the Salvation Army's now warning, hey, we're going to have to give less. We're going to have to provide less, because not only uh, is there inflation, right? We, 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 you know, the Salvation Army's like, man, we got a big problem. We actually need donations to be up 5 or 10% to keep up with inflation, but they're actually down 10% with the inflation. Uh, so, again, you know, it's another one of those heads. And, and, you would think people would be throwing money in there. Now, things have changed a little bit, haven't they? Pick the radio news hour. We'll be back. 800-951-0592. Pick the radio news hour. Joe and Jason, the last show of the week. We're going to get out of here early today. Uh, but at noon today, make sure you get what you need done done by calling us at 800-951-0592. A quick look in at the markets. Uh, the Dow's up 60. The S&P's up 17. The NASDAQ's up 50 points. The 10-year note, it's been lower to the guy. I want to say it got down to like 383, but it's back up here at 39. Kind of, It's kind of where it's been. Uh, low 39s, high 38s. Uh, crude oil's unchanged. Gold's up 20. At 2060 silver's higher as well, uh, $24.35. The dollar is lower. Uh, and again, being diversified, I think it's going to be very, very, very important next year. Because we truly don't know. There's so many factors and unfortunately, unfortunately, I wish their track record was better. The Fed has a bad track track record. It does. They're probably going to screw it up. Check out our friends over at Y-Refi. And again, I, you know, let's just take the next six years to, to 2030. We're not going to get... The gains that people got used to during this 15 years of bubble mania. That's just, 
I hope it, hey, if we can still be near 40,000 seven years from now, I'll be happy with that. I will be. But the amount of debt they're going to be able to create, it's so overwhelming. So just this year, do you know that this year before, we know the government's going to add somewhere between 2 and $3 trillion to the deficit. We know that. That they've got to sell on top of. But the amount of debt that needs to roll over this year increases by another trillion dollars. So now they they, they got to sell that too. So that now it's all of a sudden okay. Now, now it's another two and a half to three and a half trillion. Plus we've got continuing resolutions. You know they're going to want to spend more money. They're not going to cut, right? Well, well, well we're gonna we're gonna cut the increase a little bit and call it a cut. They want to get money for Ukraine. Now they're talking about, well, we're getting money for the border. We're going to probably be looking at $4 trillion more dollars of debt that needs to be sold in 2024 compared to 2023. And it's just overwhelming. Every week we talk about how bad, you know, yesterday we talked about how bad that 20-year auction was yesterday. And that reverse repo that's running out of money. Check out why refi. You can get up to 10.25% return. You can do that for five years. Every year, 10.25, 10.25, Well, Well, the, the Dow was down 20%, 10.25. The Dow was up 15%, 10.25. The Fed cut rates. 10.25. The Fed's not quantitative easing. 10.25. Right? It doesn't matter. It's not correlated. If you want to just go a year, maybe you want to be like, yeah, you know what? 2024, you know, I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna hedge my bet here. You get 6.5%. If you need your money back early, you always got your entire principal back. Now you're going to be able to keep some of the interest as well. Check them out. InvestYRefi.com. Or just call them at 888-Y-REFI-24 on the gold side. Gold, that's the setup's so good here. I mean, what a great year. Gold and silver had a great year. They did. But the setup for 2024, it may actually be a little better. If, if worst case, it's the same. Because remember, the setup for 2023 was... We thought that the Fed would stop raising rates. Okay. Check. That happened. But we actually thought what? That they would start cutting rates. That didn't happen. That there would be talks of any quantitative tightening. They've talked about they, well, they, they, I guess the only talk we got was, oh, we're not ending it yet. But a lot of the stuff that we thought would happen in, for the setup for 2023 is actually going to happen in 2024. And the the bigger part, demand for both gold and silver, continue to escalate. Central bank buying's off the charts. But the supply side of it is now even stronger because there's supply deficits, especially in the silver market. The deficit is mammoth. 
Yesterday, remember we had that great special yesterday, and I wanted all of you to, to get in on it. And, of course, now gold's up. 20, listen, gold's been up as much as 30 bucks today. I can't do this. I can't do it. But here's what I'm going to do. Yesterday, 1 through uh, 9, it was 22.75, and then the more you bought, the cheaper it got. Today, I'm just going to say 22.75, so I'm ignoring the, the price increase. I don't care how many you buy. You buy one, 10, 20, 22.75 on a $20 Liberty, 800, 951, uh, You know, fractionals here on silver, uh, silver half dollars, they're at $220 a roll. Silver quarters at 210. Rolls of silver dimes at 105. Whatever you need, 800. Nine five one zero five nine two and Jason, you know, we we really have been seeing uh, gold really performing quite strongly uh, outside of COVID. Look at there, there's no, uh, you know, the, the the Ukrainian war that's still what it is. Uh, what's going on in Israel's what it is. There's no news right now, really, like scary stuff. Wall Street's doing good. That's like Wall Street's not down three, four, five thousand points, and yet gold is right at all-time record highs. Silver uh, closing in on the highs for at least close to the highest that we've seen this year. This is a really good sign. It's looking really good for gold and silver, Joe. And and yeah, it's it's good to mention. I mean, there is some emergency type stuff happening, but you know, I think there's always war fatigue in America, though that happens quicker and quicker. But there is. A couple of uh, seems like major skirmishes going on in the world, and uh, gold is responding. I don't know if it's not really just to that, but you're right. There's nothing major yet. What what happens to gold and silver if something major comes along, right? Then where's it going to go? Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Pictorator News Hour. Joe and Jason will be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. It's it's so hard. Because, you know, for for whatever reason, emotion pay, plays a, a, a big part in, in uh, at least for gold. It's probably in anything, right? Any investment you're going to make. And it's always best when you don't have to use that emotion. Because uh, usually, like we talked about, you know, remember COVID, right? You know. Gold shot up, but premiums went nuts. And gold was like eighteen hundred dollars, and you're paying twenty two seventy five, right? Fear and what was the unknown? Uh, the Ukraine war, gold shot up. Israel, gold shot up. But those only they only last so long. The real sign is when. All of that is gone. There is no emotion. What's gold doing? And we've been saying it really for what the last week or so, how comfortable now gold is over $2,000. Because it used to be anything near $2,000 meant sell. Right? Because when it did spike above it, it spiked above because of some fear thing. The best time to buy, premiums are the lowest, which is always great is when the, those things aren't there. 
And that's exactly what we're having. We don't have it, and yet gold and silver continue to go higher. Because to Jason's point, there's a lot going on. You just don't see it. I'm telling you right now, these small bank problems have not gone away. Do you know that the banks now are, have borrowed, I want to say the new numbers now, oh, it's over $133 billion, of the new little Fed window. That's more than the entire FDIC has in, in its possession. Just so they can pretend that commercial real estate and all these high loans aren't killing them. And then the amount of debt that needs to be bought and sold every day, Jason, it's overwhelming. It really is, because it's not just us. Everybody's got to sell it. Everybody's got a debt problem out there. Right. It just takes a few factors to have a logjam in that in that uh, line of debt buying, and then suddenly things go sideways, because uh, everybody likes to play uh, play nice in, in this game, Joe, right? Until things really start to go sour, and then suddenly these these old alliances can, can crumble. You know, the one major thing that could crumble this central banking alliance across the world would be the debt money system completely falling apart and getting you know liquidity just freezing completely. That was what that's what the panic was in two thousand eight. The world banking situation was, hey, the whole thing is going to freeze, and they're going to do anything they could to make sure the debt money system uh, continued on. What they did is they bought us up to this year, you know, next year, actually, 2024, 2025. Joe, it's going to happen again. This is why they call for the Great Reset. They've been saying it for a couple of years. They've kind of gotten a little quiet about that recently, but that's what they're doing. The financial reset of the world, which happened during World War II, that was a huge economic collapse of the world. It's, it took World War II to, to change and, and move the debt money system into this new cycle. I'd like to see it go away. I'd like to see sovereign nations handling their own money uh, in their own countries. But, Joe, what, what's it going to look like? We know we talk about uh, central bank, digital currencies. That's going to be a part of it. But what, what's it going to do? What's it going to take, Joe, to, to, to fool the world? Or, hey, we have to do this to save the world. We have to do this. It, it, there's got to be a false flag event that pushes us ever closer to this this new whatever it's going to be. And it looks grim, Joe. It's just you, know, you will own nothing and you'll be happy, right? Well, according to reports that came out this week, and I don't know why it took this long, they're saying that President Xi Jinping told Joe Biden that China's going to take Taiwan. Right? We're taking it. Right. Just, just, to, just to let you know. Uh, I don't know, right? And, and again, uh, to Jason's point, usually that's what we get, which is horrible. We don't want that. But there's always this big event. Uh, we'll, we'll see what it is. Uh, but think about how much money we've spent on going electric, right? Solar and wind, and it hasn't hasn't gone so well. I mean, I know Tesla's worth some money, but outside of that, it really hasn't gone so well Ford yesterday. Now remember, Ford and General Motors just had layoffs in their electric vehicle divisions. Yesterday they announced that only half of their 1,500 plus Ford dealerships chose to even sell any electric vehicles last year. Two 
two-thirds of them wanted to sell electric vehicles. So, Jason, it, it, uh, you know, all of a sudden, a big chunk of the, the, the dealerships that said, yeah, we'll try, send us some electric vehicles, turned around this year and said, no, don't send, no, no, right? Hey, we don't want any more. Here's the problem. This is what I'm being told. No one wants to buy a used electric vehicle. Uh, no one yeah. wants to buy a used electric vehicle. And now the electric vehicle price and, you know, the drive off the lot and, you, you know, you're down 10%. Apparently in the electric vehicle, you lose a lot of money the second you drive off the lot because people apparently... And I get it, I guess, right? If you want a Tesla that's four or five years old, because you're like, well, the battery's got to be better now, or this has to be better now. Just doesn't look like people want to buy used ones, and therefore a lot of people are like, well, I don't even want to buy a new one, because, man, if I don't like it, I'm going to be upside down. Kind of an interesting development, isn't it? How many billions did we make the car auto manufacturers spend to do this? And remember, by 2035, it's supposed to be the only vehicle. We'll see. We'll see. Patriotto News Hour, final segment of the week. 800-951-0592, final segment uh, before the Christmas holiday. Just a reminder. Uh, again, we are closing early today. We'll be closed on Monday. We'll be closed on Tuesday. We will reopen again on Wednesday. Uh, but don't worry. You go to allamericangold.com and and shop there all weekend long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I've got the $20 gold pieces on sale up there right now. Any quantity, $2,275. At 800-951-0592. And then remember, the following week is New Year's Week. We'll close the following Monday and Tuesday of that week. And then, Jason, uh, we get right into the heart of 2024. Right when we get back uh, from from the New Year's holiday, they're going to be talking, obviously, Ukraine, because it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Now, maybe they're going to do something here. I wouldn't be shocked. After the markets close today, oh, as Congress left town, they, they spent all this money. We'll see. But that's going to be on the burner. The continuing resolutions, a bunch of those end in January. That's going to be on the burner. And then how much money is left in the reverse repo auctions. All of that will, will be coming up right as we're getting back from the, the, the holiday season. Yeah, we'll see. Twenty twenty four. It's uh, it's coming. It's, it's uh, what is it? A week away. A, week, a little more than a week away. <laughs> and we'll uh, probably going to be a remarkable year in, in many ways. So we'll we'll uh, be doing, I think, a good deal of of uh, prognosticating and reviewing everything that's going on in, in the in this world that we're that we're talking about, Joe. It's, it's going to be. You know, I'll tell you this. At all the years I've done radio, it seems to me like 2024 has got more writing on it than than most of the years I've been doing this. And there's been some crazy stuff in the last bunch of years. Yeah, I mean, you think about COVID, right? That that was a a, a crazy time. Uh, but you're right. I think there's a lot of, of questions and unknowns. Uh, especially financially, that we haven't seen probably 
I would say the financial crisis, right, when, when it became apparent uh, that the housing market uh, wasn't what they made it appear to be, and, and then all of a sudden it just seemed like, I just remember it clear as day, August of 07, Ben Bernanke, we're raising rates again. Rates were at five and a quarter, kind of like right where they are now. We're raising rates again. Before the next six weeks got here, people were freaking out. The Fed needs to do something. Wall Street's not going to open. And then, what was it, October, that Lehman Brothers went out, right, and then followed in March uh, by, by Bear Stearns. Uh, these are the things that I think we're going to have to watch out for. Are we going to to run into these mistakes? That's another great example of where the Fed was absolutely clueless to what was going on. Was that that financial crisis? And it looks like we've got a half a dozen different things that could lead to the next one. Cor- correct, Joe. And actually, I, I I get the feeling it's a lot like 2019 because. When I bought into this company and became your partner, I knew the next the next emergency was coming. That's why I bought it. It's like the next one, the next fake one's coming, the next whatever they're going to do to us. And in 2019, the repo market fell apart, and here it came, right? That's what it feels like right now. The next emergency, the real whatever that f- thing they're going to do is on its way next year, Joe. 800 Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.